You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of Special Reports on Legal Talk Network. This is Adriana Linares, and I'm the host for today's episode, which is being recorded at the Above the Law Converge Conference at the incredibly formal and very beautiful University Club in New York City. It is my pleasure to welcome Adam Gwynn and Ned Gannon from Ebrivia. Hello, gentlemen. Hi there. Thank Hi. you. Thanks for having us. Oh, I'm so glad to meet you. This is very exciting. So the two of you are the co-founders of eBrevia. That's right. That's right. We do have a third co-founder as well who's a computer scientist, but um, yeah, we're two of the two of the three. And you're the two lawyers? That's right. Lawyers okay. by training. Mm-hmm. So two lawyers and a computer scientist met in a bar yes. <laughs> and had an idea. Now tell me how it happened. What, how did uh, eBrevia come up? And, and then tell us a little bit what eBrevia does. Yeah. So I, I think this is the classic case of kind of entrepreneurs feeling the pain themselves and looking for a solution. Um, Adam and I had both practiced corporate law, did a lot of M&A work. And uh, as junior associates, particularly, we were, were involved in the due diligence process. So reading through target companies' contracts and summarizing their content, looking for problematic provisions. And we saw how time-consuming and expensive this process could be and came across some really sophisticated technology um, developed at Columbia University, mm-hmm. a machine learning technology ended up sponsoring some research there and uh, spinning it out for this legal application. And we just thought, you know, to put it simply, we, why is this process not done better? And is there technology out there? And instead of, um, you know, reinventing and coding things ourselves, um, we spoke to not just Columbia, but we spoke to a lot of other universities. T- and, and believe it or not, there's a lot of technology um, that are resting in different university labs. Mm-hmm. Um, and being here in New York, I think Columbia just worked out for us, um, and they agreed to work with us. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And tell me exactly what it does. Yeah, so it, essentially it assists attorneys in contract review. Um, so one of the, the work products that attorneys put together in an M&A situation is a summary template for each of the target company's contracts. So this is all their customer contracts, employment agreements, leases, et cetera. And really, it's the attorney's task to go through them, identify any problematic provisions, and summarize their content. So what the software does is it uses these artificial intelligence techniques to extract information that the attorney's looking for. And they can select different provision types. Uh, change of control is a very common one in, a, in an M&A setting. Um, but the challenge is a lot of these concepts can be expressed in a variety of different ways. And the software is able to learn based on examples um, and extract relevant information, really, regardless of the vocabulary used to express it. Yeah. And it has wide application. So if you think about any organization, not just law firms, right, because we're here um, as, as a legal mm-hmm. uh, conference and we're focusing on law firms. But if you think about any businesses uh, that uh, deal with a lot of contracts and they have to extract key information from contracts, let's say if you are a property manager that has thousands of leases that you need to know, well, what's in the leases? Mm-hmm. Uh, what are the terms? What are the rents? Um, well, how are you going to get that information? Right now, it's done manually. So with our software, you're able to extract all the key information very quickly uh, th- you know, from thousands of contracts, uh, from thousands of leases. And so because I kind of live in the desktop world of helping lawyers with their documents and stuff, tell me just a couple of basic questions. So do you put in Word documents, PDF files? Are you putting in emails? So where do all the, what, what type of files and contracts are going in the 
software? All sorts of formats. Um, cool. Yeah, so it's very flexible. It's open because we recognize that people work uh, from PDFs, from right. Microsoft Word, or even a fax. You know, if you have a fax, we could scan it Love in it. and OCR it and turn it into text. Yeah. One of the things uh, our users are really excited about is if you're familiar with OCR software, it's not uncommon with a poor quality scan for mm -hmm. some of the characters not to get converted correctly. So maybe that initial A in the word assignment gets converted as an O and a keyword search would miss that. But with the artificial intelligence technology, it's still robust enough to pull out the applicable concept, regardless uh, if, if there's some of those inconsistencies in the conversion. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So do you get a lot of flack from lawyers saying you're taking jobs away from and work and money away from us? What's the, what's the feedback been like? You know, it's interesting. I mean, a lot of attorneys have been very candid with us, uh, particularly with regard to the pushback they're getting from clients and some of this low-level mm -hmm. work. Um, so using software like this can help them to not write off as much time. Uh, increasingly, flat fee arrangements are being used. So this is a way for the um, law firm to reap some of those cost savings. Um, and then actually other folks have come at it purely from an accuracy perspective and said, really, regardless of the efficiency gains, they're concerned that things are falling through the cracks at three in the morning with these first and second year associates uh, reviewing documents. So it's been uh, it's been positively received. Good. And from a marketing standpoint, if I may add, since yeah. we're here, you know, at a media conference. Um, a lot of law firms have been very excited about using technology as a way to dis differentiate themselves from their competitors. Where? What country? Um, Come on. In the country of New York. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I know. No, it's, and that was actually going to be kind of my next question, which is, so obviously you have clients that are law firms that have come to you. They found you. You've gone to them and they've said, hey, we're interested in, in this software. We think it'll be helpful. And their feedback has been positive then. Yes. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I wish, you know, I get in arguments all the time with lawyers myself with that very same question. And they say, Adriana, you know, it's going to take work away from us. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? It's going to make your work better. It's not going to make less work. It's going to somehow, if you do this right, actually give you the opportunity to get more work. Yeah, and you can focus on the sophisticated work that you thing. should be known for. Um, not, you know, clients are not paying right. you to um, to do the manual copying and pasting that, that go into reviewing of contracts, right? Um, I mean, essentially, that's what your associates are doing. That's they right. should be focusing on practicing law and looking at uh, important legal issues and, and drafting important provisions. Um, yeah, so the, I, I think overall we've been getting a lot of positive feedback uh, from, from the firms that are looking to expand um, their, their market share. It's interesting. I mean, I know when I was graduating from, or actually when I first got into law school, um, on, a litig on the litigation side, we were trained both on going to books to research case mm -hmm. law and then also starting to use LexisNexis and, and Westlaw online. And really, by the time I graduated, I think there wasn't any clients out there that were really willing to pay for law firms to, to go and do manual research in books um, just because it was so yeah. much less efficient and, and accurate. And I think we're starting to see some of those trends on, on the transactional side as well. Have you been approached by any client side type saying, hey, you know, we'd really like our law firms to use this? I, I'm waiting for that to start happening where clients are finding out about these tools that lawyers could be using but they're not and say which is is the reason that a lot of the technology is even sitting in law firms today i mean lawyers didn't want fax machines when those first started they they didn't <laughs> want pagers they didn't want email they don't want computers a lot mm -hmm. of them you know and it's clients that are saying hey no we you know 
need you to be efficient. Yeah. Has that happened yet? I'd love yeah, that. I think, you know, our users are, are probably 50-50 law firms and legal departments. Mm -hmm. And the legal departments that are using our, our, our products, that's their next step. They're thinking, well, why aren't our law firms using them? So if I were right. a law firm, sure. I would, you know, get a head start and get start using legal technology like ours and then you know pitching that to yeah. to to my client no, so I that agree. i'm ahead of the curve but yes um you know legal departments are always looking they have people dedicated the larger ones have people dedicated um to looking out for software like ours mm -hmm. uh and and then getting their their law firms to use them yeah i think yeah. that's great and it's it's interesting too with the respect to the in-house legal departments they tend to use the software almost more from a contract management perspective mm -hmm. so keeping tabs on all of the existing obligations in their current contracts and when they expire and what the pricing is. That's great. No, I love it. I'm really excited about it. I've, I've been, I've had an eye on eBrevia for a while now. Um, Thank you. No, you're welcome. I think I, I'm in love with the startups. Yeah. I think that all of them, and there's so many, I mean, every day there's a new one, uh, are really going to be part of the driving force that gets the, the whole profession yeah. up a little bit. So Adam, you were invited here to come, come and speak on a panel with uh, Sylvia Hodges, Jessica Hunt, and Rakesh um, from Next Point on the future of law. Yes, it sounds very exciting, isn't it? And now, what do you think the future of law is? I think the future is already here. You know, and I think that's, um, that's my message to the attendees is some of the things that we take for granted um, from, you know, legal black lining, for example, that's all automated. If you, if you oh, think yeah. about 20, 30 years ago, um, secretaries and even lawyers were, were sitting around manually um, redlining. I mean, that's why it's called redlining because they used to uh, use a red pen to do it. Well, that's all automated, um, but we don't think about that being part of the future. Um, things like collaboration tools, um, uh, 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 software like ours, um, people are already using them. So it's it's not that the future is in some distant um, you know time period. You have to look around and and go to events like 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 this one, uh, or you just even read the news, read blogs um, to find out all the technology that's bubbling up and currently being used by your competitors and your peers. It's absolutely true. I just um, I, I say that same thing all the time, which is the future is now. I mean, 10 years ago when they were talking about the future of law, I mean, we're here. So what other interesting technologies? I mean, as a technology company, which, you know, you guys are, what else are you seeing out there that's sort of helping bring the future into the now? What are the other things you're keeping an eye on? Um, well, aside from from the machine learning technology in our company, you know, we um, we know that um, other companies are working on things like um, predicting outcomes of litigation, for example. Oh, so yeah, they're I using algorithm and they're looking, they're scanning through uh, hundreds of thousands of case law to to figure out well, you know, what is the likelihood of a judge. Uh, ruling on a certain motion. I think that's going to be very helpful uh, on the litigation side. Um, on the on the transactional side, there's a lot of tools for collaboration because that's the future. If you're talking about the future of law, how mm -hmm. things are happening is that no lawyer is really practicing on his or her own, right? Um, you're working, you're collaborating with not just other lawyers in, in other offices, but you're um, uh, working with counterparties, you're working with outside um, uh, bankers, etc. And then where's all that information going? So right now, people are sending it through email back and forth. Ah, oh, so um, painful. And, and it, it, 
the 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 problem is multiplied right the more parties you have the more documents you have so there are companies out there working on collaboration tool and how do you share with one party but not share with the other party mm-hmm. um, so that's a, that's another um, a big area that you'll see in law um, and and then um, on the billing side too um, I know that a lot of companies are working on um, how to review uh, legal billings um, to find out you know well how much is the associate charging mm-hmm. for meals and cars what incidental expenses are we paying now because on the client side they simply don't have enough resources right now to review all of the the invoices and, and billings that law firms are sending them That's true. so they're using computer science uh, machine learning etc to um, go through and, and and apply you know um, uh, uh, artificial intelligence to that uh, that review process it's a very exciting time period. I mean, I just, I feel like having been in this business now for 15 years, I've been waiting mm-hmm. for this exact time period to finally really flourish. And um, it's exciting. And I really appreciate you stopping by and taking your time to chat with us. It looks like we've reached the end of this segment. I appreciate it. Tell everybody a little bit about um, maybe your social media presence and, of course, where they can learn more about eBrevia. Yeah, eBrevia, our Twitter handle is eBrevia. Uh, my um, Twitter presence is Adam, N-G-U-Y-E-N-N-Y-C. Um, and we also are on Facebook uh, at eBrevia. And we have a website, eBrevia.com. Ned, do you social media? Um, I do. I don't have a personal Twitter handle myself. You use Ebrevia as well? Uh, I do use Ebrevia. Okay, well, yeah. great. We'll keep an eye on you guys from over there. Great. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to chat with us today. Thank this you. has been another edition of Special Reports. I'm Adriana Linares, and until next time, thank you for listening. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.